0: Well, cr- Merry Christmas, <laughs> let's, let's praise God for our musicians, wasn't that awesome? I love it, so thankful. It is Christmas Eve, you excited? <laughs> Amen, it's awesome. So I was thinking today, why do we come to church on Christmas Eve? And thinking about this whole season, thinking about everything we do, like, Put up Christmas lights, and I even went out and cut a Christmas tree up in the hills. And and we cook delicious food, and we wrap presents, and we give them to those we love. And so we do all these things. And I think we come to church because we know there's a God, and our hearts are, are longing, yearning for Him. And, and it's, a, it's a beautiful thing as we think about all the expressions that we do as human beings and how ultimately, as in Ecclesiastes it says it's a it's a eternity in our hearts, a yearning for God. And so tonight, the question I want to pose before us is: Why did Jesus come? Why did He come? And uh, we're we're not going to read the Christmas story tonight. But what I would like encourage you to do is tonight or tomorrow or sometime get together with those you love, your family, your friends. And open your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 1 and 2 and and read the most amazing story ever where God became man, the incarnation, where Jesus came and he was born in Bethlehem. And so take that time. It's going to be really special to do that in your homes. But to answer that question, why did Jesus come? I want to tell you a different story. A story that Jesus told. And uh, he started out the story by saying that there was a father and he had two sons two sons an older son and a younger son and this father had these sons and one day the younger son came to his father and said father give me my inheritance and you can imagine for that father and for that family that was a shock because if my kids came to me and said give me my inheritance right now while I was alive I, I wouldn't be so happy about that but the father heard the request of his son and and, and didn't make a big deal about it. It says he, he divided up his, his, his uh, wealth, his estate, and he took the portion that was going to go to his younger son and he gave it to him. And that younger son, I think, was yearning to get away from home, to get away from his dad. And so he uh, packed up his belongings and he set off on a trip and he wanted to go far away into a distant foreign land. And he wanted to go and he wanted to experiment and try out all the things that he desired, all the things he wanted to do. And so he took his money and he lived wildly. There was nothing that he said no to and he just began to live selfishly and wildly. And then one day in that foreign, distant land, there became a famine. And it was a rough time where there wasn't very much food. And, and this younger son realized that he had spent Spent all his money. His pockets were empty. His bank account was empty, and 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 he needed a job. So he got a job, and as a Jewish young man, the only job that, that he could find was feeding pigs, which was terrible. And he was so hungry that he was actually desiring the the slop and the food that he was giving to the pigs. That's how bad it was and it's and jesus said that in that moment in that state of hunger he came to his senses he said realize whoa what am i doing what have i done and he realized that he had sinned not only against his father he had sinned against everyone and he had made a terrible terrible mistake and he said i i got a plan i i'm going to i'm going to go back to my father's house because I know in my father's house, even the servants, even the hired hands, even they have food to eat. And so I can't expect my dad's gonna take me back as a son, so I'm just gonna go and I'm gonna say, Father, take me back as a hired hand because that would be better than where I am right now. And so that younger son, he got up, packed up his little belongings, and he took off back to his father's house. And what that son didn't realize is that father was looking and waiting for his son to come back. And so it says that while he was still a long ways off, the father who was waiting and watching saw him coming. And he did the most unexpected thing. He ran. He ran to his son and he embraced him. He kissed him. And he said, welcome home. And that son fell to his knees, and he began his speech by terribly wrong to you. I've disrespected you. Just take me back as a hired servant. And he looked up at his father's face, and I can imagine that he expected to see disappointment, anger, but to his utter shock, he saw a smile, maybe a gleam. And the father saying, welcome, and saying, my son has come home. And the father said, bring out the ring, the family ring. Put it on his finger, because he's my son. Bring out my robe. He said, kill the fatted calf, because we are going to party tonight. We are going to eat. We're going to feast. We're going to make music. We're going to dance. We're going to sing, because my son, who we thought was dead, he's alive. My son, who, who we thought was lost, he's found. Let's celebrate. And so they began to celebrate and a table was set and the best that the father had was given and laid out on the table. And there was a feast that night. Now, if you remember, I said there were two sons. And another son was working in the fields. And he had served and worked and labored with his father every day. And he was coming home that night and he heard music and he saw dancing and he said, what in the world, what's going on? And so he grabbed a a servant, he said, tell me, what's this celebration for? And the servant said, your brother, he's home, he came back. But in the brother's face was not a gleam or a smile but there was anger and so he didn't go into the feast he didn't go into the party he stayed out outside but that same father who waited every day looking for his younger son was also looking for that older son because he loved his son's he saw that his son was outside so he went to him just like he went to the younger son and came to him and said son come come in and celebrate because your brother is home and that brother looked at his father and said I've been with you every day I've done all the right things I've worked hard and we've never thrown a party like this why are you doing this and the father looked at his brother and said, today we celebrate because your, your brother, he was, he, we thought he was dead, but he's alive. We, your brother, who we thought was lost, he's found. Come, come to the table, come to the party, come celebrate with me. Now you might be thinking, Ben, it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> Why are you telling us this story? Jesus told us this story because he wanted us to know why he came. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that who should ever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's the good news is that God the Father the maker of all things, the maker of me and you and everything we see is a God like what Jesus revealed and showed to us. He's a father who loves, who waits for his children to come to him, to come to his table, to his feast and he invites us to that love because many of us have maybe had a distorted, wrong view of God And like that younger son, I can imagine sometimes we look up and we expect to see disappointment, anger. But Jesus wanted us to know that that's not the case. (laughs) God is a father who loves unconditionally, arms open, running, waiting, longing for you and I and every person ever created to come to his table, to come and be part of his House. And so we tonight, as we celebrate Christmas Eve, we're going to take communion. We're going to remember why Jesus came. And this is a great opportunity for us to see where all of human history is headed because the Bible tells us that all of human history is headed towards a giant. Where God and all the people who've ever been created Ever been lived and ever done anything in this world Will be standing before him And on that day God will be the final judge of all things Until that day he has an invitation An open invitation to whoever will come that Jesus has made a way, that he's paid the price, that any sin or guilt or shame or fear or brokenness or greed or selfishness or pride or lie or anything that is broken in us has been taken care of. It's been paid in full. There is no more debt because Jesus died on the cross to take the sins of the world away and he offers an invitation to come to the Father. And so today, We come to the table because Jesus sat at a table and had a meal like many of you will tonight or tomorrow. And he took some time and he said to his disciples, do you know why I've come? This is why. This bread represents my body, it's been broken for you. This cup represents my blood that's been poured out for you. And he says, whenever you get together, do this and remember to me because one day, there's going to be a feast, (laughs) there's going to be a party. And you're invited and we gotta remember that reality of who God is and why Jesus has come. So we're gonna have some ushers come up. They're gonna pass that out and what I want you to do is just hold on to that cup, hold on to that bread and and we're gonna take it all together in a minute but we're gonna sing and listen to a song while we do that.